This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Mike Lefko and Dave Wyman with you here. And uh, we're back here just for a second to explain that you're going to hear Nick Ballore, but you're going to hear Bob's voice as well because, uh, Dave, got to spoil the surprise. We tape these interviews on Monday because uh, Tuesday, it's an off day in the NFL. So nothing happening, no players available, no coaches available. So this was taped yesterday. Bob's out today, but Bob and Dave are doing this interview. And Bob started out by asking Nick Ballore the big, important question. It's what everyone's been wondering. What's the status of between two Ballors? Is it back for another season? It has. Uh, the creative director, myself, has been... Uh, uh, I've got uh, writer's block, so I have to start kind of <laughs> devising a plan of who I want to talk to here. But uh, the um, the diaper changing at home is kind of, um, I think, squashing my comedic value a little bit. So I have to uh, unshackle myself from that a little bit and start coming up with some ideas here. Well, when you go home and you're changing diapers, that's got to be very humbling. And there's also got to be some there's got to be some humor there that you can draw from. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. You know me. I'm I'm usually very highbrow stuff. So, uh, you know, when it gets down to uh, poop, it's hard to make uh, too many jokes about it. But uh, no, it's a uh, yeah. It's always it's always humbling. You come home from a game, and you know it's right to work. There's not a lot of uh, you know celebratory stuff. It's uh, you know things have to be done. So it's it's been great. It's just. Uh, Getting used to having two in the house is a whole different ball game. I, I don't know how people do it, but uh, you know, it's we're getting through it. Man, harder to get your rest, I would imagine for sure. But hey, one last one on this. I, I I've got a I, so just we've talked to you a number of times over the years, and I feel like if there was somebody on the team that you weren't certain would take it well, the the ribbing, that that would be your target. Like, all right, this guy looks like he could be a little sensitive, so that's going to be the guy I'm going for. Is that is that accurate, or do you just leave somebody like that alone if you think? Uh, maybe they wouldn't find it so funny to be on between two Belors. I guess it depends how big they are, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think that uh, generally speaking, uh, you kind of want to have a little bit of a relationship, like talking with them in the locker room, or else it's very awkward. Which actually could make it better now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah. um, because you know, you know everybody, but you don't really know everybody, and uh, especially the, I would guarantee that the rookies have absolutely no idea about the concept of the show and you know how it kind of works. So. I think I really can't go wrong with that, but um, you know I got to start getting some of those young guys on, and they'll be kind of uh, deer in headlights, I would guess. Well, I'm sorry, one more, Nick. Uh, with <laughs> Quandre Diggs, like he is pure comedy to me because he's so grumpy all the time. And we were talking to him the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, I got kids at home, and then I come here and I got these stupid rookies I have to deal with." He just seems like he's always cranky. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like he might be somebody you you could have on just permanently every week. Yeah, I think we could probably do that at nauseum. He, me, me, and him just making fun of each other and and uh, you know putting our heads together with how disgruntled we are with with all of the young guys. Uh, right. uh, I think it would be good. But um, yeah, no, I should probably have him on for a part two. Yeah. Maybe DK too. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta kind of think about that. 
<laughs> that was that was one of your great episodes, though, is having him on talking about how little he is. In person. Oh yeah, it's classic stuff. He still, well, he still is too, so I still have yeah, material. Yeah, so yeah. he hasn't he hasn't grown since the last episode, so that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The the heel lifts don't show up on that. <laughs> well, let's we we should talk some football here. You guys get a big win yesterday, improved to four and two. How, how do you take that win? It's it's uh you know the the offense is still looking like they're trying to find their footing whereas the defense the past couple of weeks man outside of that opening drive of last week and in you know one moment in this game this defense has been absolutely lights out so it feels like one side has kind of found their stride more than the other to this point is that how you see it i mean i, th- I think uh it kind of is kind of a week-to-week thing and it always is no matter how good or bad of a team you're on uh you know and that's kind of I guess the part of being a team where, you know, if one side is uh, slow, you know, starting slower, that you know the other side kind of picks up the slack for it, and you know, hopefully, special teams is there to make a play here and there to kind of bring everybody along. But you know, I thought uh, it was awesome the way the defense has been playing, and you know, we made plays on offense when we needed to to win the game. And at the end of the day, you want all the games to be, you know, these huge blowouts and to beat everybody and blow them away but at the end of the day it's you know it's the nfl you every team is good and you're always going to kind of be in dog fights um and you know i think we did what had to be done in all three phases to get a win and you know move on to the next week i don't think like it was you know the prettiest win in the world but at the end of the day none of that matters now um and i think you know we needed that we need to kind of solidify how we play at home and i think uh you know we took a step in the right direction there well no, special teams nick have have been good especially the return game now dj had you know that was just a a tough break i mean the guy gets his hand in there pulls the ball out but you know i was looking at like the return game and you guys are top five top ten in both punt and kickoff returns it's got a that's uh something i think that uh that really is helping this team obviously but then also it doesn't get talked about a lot yeah i i think that um you know something and we've been pretty good on special teams the last you know for a long time here and uh but kind of one thing that we hadn't really done in the last couple of years at least since i've been here is uh really been great in the punt return phase and you know that's just a testament to dj i mean you know we got you know we're all blocking for him and when you have a guy like that that grabs it and goes and he's you know i think improved tremendously doing that and he's i mean i'm sure if he keeps up this pace in terms of you know average yards and all that stuff i would guess that he's got to be top couple in the nfl um but when you have a guy like that that you know is going to run it and you know hit it when it's blocked up and even when it's not blocked up you have like an extra you know, fire to block for a guy like that. Um, obviously, this pains me to, you know, give him credit like that, but he's doing <laughs> unbelievable. And, you know, I think it's a it's a great spark, both that and, and on kick return. Obviously, those opportunities have been a little bit lessened, but uh, that's kind of just a function of the rules and how teams play it. Uh, but in terms of pun returns, I mean, he just gets it and goes, and it's like 15 yards. 30 yards, 20 yards, 10 yards, 15. So, I mean, that's a real big difference in a game in terms of field position. And, um, you know, I think that's been awesome to kind of elevate that phase of special teams uh, over the past, you know, couple of years for us. 
I'm certain we probably asked you this in the past, but I can't remember your answer. So it, it, you, you're a guy that we're talking about. You're, you're kind of the Swiss Army knife out there. You can play special teams. You can play linebacker. You can play fullback. You're all over the place. Where where do you like playing? Where, what what feels best to you out there? I know fullback seems to be a dying position in the league. There aren't a ton of fullbacks out there, so linebacker is probably more logical. But which one is I mean, you get to hit people either way. So which which is more fun for you? Well, I, I got to do it. Uh, I'm sure everyone noticed yesterday. I got to play a couple snaps of offense, but that was in the uh, victory formation. So uh, <laughs> that's probably the best because I can just stand there and uh, kind of pretend like I'm guarding Gino when he takes a knee there. But, um, you know, I really like I, I, I like both. And, you know, I do a little bit of goal line stuff on both sides and I'd say it's ultimately probably cooler to play fullback on the goal line because then you can probably score a touchdown or at least think you're going to. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm, I've played linebacker for way longer than that, so um, it's kind of a toss-up. It's like wherever you can make plays is, is good with me. Hey, Nick, tell us about the – you guys tried it yesterday, the whole brotherly shove formation. And, you know, it seems like Philadelphia, I think they're like 100% on that. But – uh, just tell us about about that play and you know what what is unique about it and why does it seem like the Eagles are the only ones that can really consistently do it? It is kind of a wild wild play. I was watching them do it uh, last night again. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's been kind of like swooping around the league, and you know, everyone's trying to do it. It's it's just interesting because. Um, you know, I'm usually on the sideline for it, and you just look down the line of scrimmage, and it looks like both sides of, you know, everyone's on the other side of the line of scrimmage before the snap is uh, because it's such a, like, tight play. And I think, uh, I don't know, it's nuts. I mean, I haven't really seen anything like that before. Um, and, you know, it's kind of the, the old rugby scrum thing. Uh, but it is it is kind of cool, I, I would guess, that it, They'll either ban it or it'll become more and more prevalent around the NFL. I hope they don't ban it. There's no reason. To, it's just no, the, yeah. other teams need I, to they figure were it out. About how it's a safety issue or something. It's like I don't think that there's much uh, safety issue with that. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're really not going anywhere. You're just kind of pushing. Well, yeah. and is there any play that's uh, that's you know not unsafe? I mean, everything is every time you step on the field. It seems ridiculous to legislate safety in an inherently unsafe game well that victory formation is pretty safe most of the time but i was going to try to do a backflip after the last snap but that would have been unsafe but i wanted to go home to my family yeah Yeah. nick we we love talking to you man we always appreciate you cutting out some time for us uh congrats on the win and and hopefully this continues we look forward to talking again thanks so much as always thanks guys all right, that was Nick Ballore and uh, Bob and Dave recorded that yesterday. The Seahawks player spotlight presented by Quantum Fiber.